Hello, this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 2nd of March. India registered 12,286 coronavirus cases, taking the overall count to more than 1 crore 11 lakhs. The death toll rose to 1 lakh 57,248 after 91 deaths were reported in the last 24 hours. Yesterday, the COVID-19 test positivity rate in Delhi was the highest recorded in the national capital since January 15th, Hindustan Times reported. 175 new cases of the coronavirus were recorded yesterday after conducting nearly 40,000 tests, leading to a positivity rate of 0.44%. Dr Jugal Kishore head of the department of community medicine at Safdarjung hospital said and i quote there is a laxity in the covid-19 norms in delhi now this needs to change end quote the global cases also spiked in almost 2 months in the past week mainly in the americas europe and southeast asia the hindu quoted a senior world health organization official who said that it would be premature and unrealistic to think that the pandemic might be stopped by the end of the year however in a slightly more positive vein he also said and i quote if the vaccines begin to impact not only on death and not only on hospitalization but have a significant impact on transmission dynamics and transmission risk then i believe we will accelerate towards controlling this pandemic right now the virus is very much in control end quote The Delhi High Court yesterday observed that leaks of police investigations to the media needs to be controlled to ensure fairness to the accused, investigation agency and purity of trial. The court said this while slamming the Delhi police for their vigilance inquiry to ascertain how the disclosure statement of Asif Iqbal Tanha was leaked to the media. Tanha is an accused in the Northeast Delhi riots. Advocate Amit Mahajan who is the special public prosecutor in the Northeast Delhi riots for the police told the court that the leak was quote unquote undesirable Justice Mukta Gupta responded and I quote Yes it is undesirable but this needs to be controlled to ensure fairness to the accused investigation agency and purity of trial you have to find the errant person you cannot shrug the responsibility off your shoulders end quote Tanha had told the court he was aggrieved by media outlets reporting that he had confessed to orchestrating the Delhi riots and alleged he was coerced to sign certain papers in police custody. He also claimed that Delhi police officials with malified intent leaked statements to the media to prejudice his case. The court agreed that the allegations of police leaking the information were substantiated and it had to find out who had leaked it. It cautioned that harsher orders would be passed if the police failed to do so. Tanha is a third-year student pursuing his bachelor's in Persian. He was arrested in May last year for allegedly conspiring to incite violence in Northeast Delhi, as well as during a protest at Jamia Millia Islamia University against the Citizenship Amendment Act in December 2019. Last month marked the first anniversary of the communal carnage that brought Delhi to a standstill. Muhammad Arif, a resident of Bridgepuri in northeast Delhi, has been in jail for 10 months for allegedly killing three fellow Muslim men during the carnage. By February 22nd, Arif had been granted bail in all three cases filed against him. However, his bail is set at a personal bond of rupees 20,000 in each case, totaling rupees 60,000 rupees. 
Since his family could not afford the bail bond, Arif's mother submitted her house records to the court to secure his release. But since the house is unregistered, the plea was rejected. So, Arif remains in jail. Do read Ayush and Basant's detailed report titled, Arif gets bail in all Delhi carnage cases, but poverty keeps him in jail. While you're there, do check out Ayush Tiwari and Sukriti Vats's earlier report on the gaps in the police investigation in Arif's case, titled Delhi Carnage, How Muhammad Arif Turned Hindu and Lynched His Uncle. Dear listeners, our team can report on these incidents from the ground only because you support us. We are an independent news platform producing podcasts, ground reports, interviews, videos, media critiques and much more. We would not be able to do all this work if not for our subscribers. So if you aren't a subscriber already, now is the time to join the movement to keep news free and independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button at the top right-hand corner of the website. Our lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. Yesterday, the Madras High Court took sumotor cognizance of a sexual harassment case against a police officer and said it would monitor the inquiry ordered by the Tamil Nadu government. Last month, an Indian police services officer had accused Special Director General of Police Rajesh Das of sexual harassment, after which the officer was put on compulsory weight. The police had also filed a first information report against the officer. The court expressed shock over reports of the woman officer being intercepted at a toll gate in Chengalapattu town by a team of policemen while she was going to file her complaint, Bar and Bench reported. Justice N. Anand Venkatesh referred to the incident as very shocking, adding that it would negatively affect women police officers in Tamil Nadu. The judge continued, and I quote, If IPS cadre lady officers are going to face situations such as this, this court thought it is high time to take cognizance of the same to ensure that these instances do not happen in the future, unquote. The Guwahati High Court stayed the transfer of land for a solar power project near Samaguri in Nogao district, giving relief to residents of Mikir Bamuni Grant, a cluster of villages comprising Adivasi and Karbi communities who had petitioned it. East Mojo reported that according to the residents, the land was illegally sold to New Delhi-based multinational company Azure Power 40 Private Limited. The land was transferred in violation of the rights of the cultivators and their dependents. The court suspended the land acquisition bid by Azure Power and directed the Nogao administration to stop any construction activity on the site. The residents of Mikir Bamuni claim that the dispute began during the COVID-19 lockdown after the state-owned electricity distribution company, the Sam Power Development Corporation Limited selected 38.4 hectares of prime agricultural land belonging to Mikir Bamuni and neighbouring Lalungao in 2018. Azure Power, the solar company, won the bidding to build the power plant. NewsClick reported that the residents had been protesting the move ever since the process of land acquisition began in March 2020 and even continued in the face of several rounds of reportedly brutal crackdowns by the state. For close to two months, while the village men hid in neighbouring hills and forests, fearing arrests, the women continued their protest, so that the court would take note of their situation. Two former Kerala High Court judges, P.N. Ravindran and V. Chitambresh, were among 18 people who joined the BJP in Eranakulam on Sunday. 
Chitambresh told the media that he was an Akhil Bharatiya Vidyarthi Parishad worker while he was studying in Palakkad in Victoria College and had been a BJP supporter for a long time. Akhil Bharatiya Vidyarthi Parishad is the student wing of the BJP's ideological mothership, the RSS. Speaking to the print about his entry into the party, he said, and I quote, The BJP has worked towards many nationalist causes, which is the need of the hour. That is why I joined the BJP, to serve the nation after retirement. There is no conflict of interest, unquote. The two judges had also signed a letter recently addressed to Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath, extending their support to the recently enacted Love Jihad laws in the state. Justice Ravindran, in fact, attributed his joining the BJP to the alleged issue of Love Jihad directly, the print reported. Love Jihad is a Hindutva conspiracy theory that Muslim men seduce Hindu women with the express purpose of converting them to Islam. He said, and I quote, There are a lot of Love Jihad cases from both Hindu and Christian communities. There is also a lot of corruption in the Pinarayi Vijayan government and their stand on Sabrimala is also against Hindu sentiments. This is why I have joined the BJP. Unquote. Now for some international updates. Former French President Nicolas Sarkozy was found guilty of corruption and sentenced to three years in prison after a court in Paris convicted him for trying to illegally influence a judge during his time in office. Prosecutors had claimed that Sarkozy tried to bribe the judge with a senior job in Monaco over an inquiry into claims that the former leader had received illicit payments from L'Oreal heiress Lillian Betancourt during his successful 2007 presidential campaign. During the trial, the former president told the court that he had never committed the slightest act of corruption. His lawyers tried to argue that since the judge, who was a senior advisor at France's highest appeals court at the time, never got the job in Monaco, it pointed to an absence of corruption. However, prosecutors said French law makes no distinction between a successful corruption attempt and a failed one. In his first public speech since leaving the White House, former U.S. President Donald Trump criticized his successor, Joe Biden, for rejoining the very unfair Paris Agreement. He also asked what good it does when America is quote-unquote clean, but China, Russia and India are not. He said, and I quote, We have the cleanest air and cleanest water. And what good does it do when we are clean, but China is not, and Russia is not, and India is not? So they are pouring fumes. You know, the world is a small piece of the universe and we are trying to protect everything. Unquote. The former president had accused China, India and Russia of not taking care of their quote-unquote filthy air as he justified America's withdrawal from the landmark Paris Climate Agreement in October last year. On February 19th, the U.S. officially returned to the historic Paris Climate Accord, 107 days after it left at the behest of former President Trump. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.